You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This morning we're going to read a a passage of scripture that I, I have referred to over and over in my Christian life when I've hit these moments of not knowing quite what to do going forward. And it's this passage of Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. And I, I'm sure many of you know this passage well, but it's a passage that speaks of, of our challenge as people to be walking in the steps that God has for us and not just doing our own thing. And so I'm going to read it to, we're going to read it together. It says this. It says Pro, Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him or acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, the dictionary defines trust as firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. What a great definition. I'll read it again. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. So, We could, with this definition, reread this passage with the definition put into it. With all your heart, firmly believe in the reliability, truth, and ability of the Lord. Can I read it one more time? Don't worry, I won't say the whole message twice. With all your heart, firmly believe in the reliability, truth, and ability of the Lord. With all your heart, do this. As children... Children have a kind of a built-in ability to trust. In fact, we are born with trust in us. And, and, and a child will trust uh, without question what's being said to them. Uh, I, I came across a story by, by Tim Hansel, and he, and he said this. One day, while my son Zach and I were out in the country climbing around in some of the cliffs, I heard a voice from above yell, Hey, Dad, catch me. I turned around to see J- Zach joyfully jump off a rock straight at me. He had jumped and then yelled, Hey, Dad! I became an instant circus act, catching him. We both fell to the ground. For a moment after I caught him, I could hardly talk. When I found my voice again, I grasped in exasperation, Zach, can you give me one good reason why you did that? He responded with remarkable calmness, Sure, because you're my dad. His whole assurance was based in the fact that his father was trustworthy. He could live life to the hilt because I could be trusted. Isn't this even more true for our Christian faith, our Christian walk? Do you know, as children have this built-in trust, something happens as we get older. We, we, we start to see people let us down. And, uh, depending on what your upbringing is, uh, sometimes that can be, your trust in people can be absolutely crushed. And so you start to live your life and as you head into the adult world, trusting no one. Where actually, you, 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 you only rely upon self. You only rely upon what you think you can uh, accomplish. And so if someone says something, you, you just don't take it at their word because people have let you down. And I think all of us, you know, maybe have heard someone say in our life at some point, trust me, only for them to not be trustworthy. And we, we start to build a resistance to this word trust. And we have a term that trust must be earned, not just given, right? You, you earn trust. 
However, the problem is, is that when we start to focus our trust to God in the same way that we trust other people, we have a problem because God is faithful and true. And He's always true to keep His word. God never has a moment where He forgets that you're there or forgets a commitment He made to you. What He says, He will do. What He says will happen. God is always faithful and He requires us to trust Him. He is, He is the one that is able to, to, to see things through. And to trust Him with all of our hearts requires a step of faith, doesn't it? You see, you can't trust someone without faith being part of it. Even on the human standpoint, if I'm going to trust you with, with something that I value, like my motorbike. No, no, I'm just using this hypothetically. So, <laughs> If I trusted you with my motorbike, I would... Uh, as I said, this is very hypothetical. <laughs> I would be putting my faith in your ability to ride the bike, right? That you wouldn't crash it, you wouldn't scratch it, you wouldn't do something to destroy it, but you would take care of it. I would trust you, hypothetically. <laughs> in our relationship with God, actually, it isn't hypothetical because we, we have to trust Him with our heart, with all our heart. Now, I think the most valuable thing, even more valuable than a motorbike, is your heart, is, is what's inside it, is who you are. And God says, I want you to trust me with all your heart. The bit that's you, the bit that other people may have broken, other people may have let you down, but I want you to trust you. I want you to trust me with the most precious thing you've got, your heart. Trust me with it. Trust me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You see, we walk, you know, learning, uh, watching toddlers learn how to walk is a very interesting thing because, it, again, there's this kind of built-in nature. Kids want to learn to stand and they want to start to move. But there comes a point when actually a child does know how to walk, but they have to learn to let go of what they're holding on to. Right? I remember this with our kids. I think it was just last week or something that Annalise was, uh, I know it's like, you can walk on your own from the sofa to me. Come on, let go of the sofa and walk to me. And remember, how many parents know this excitement of, of all of a sudden they, when they take that bold step of faith in their legs and their ability and they start to take some steps on their own. What joy was in our house last week when this happens for our kids. She learned it. No, okay. Not last week. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. When they learn how to walk. You see, in our Christian walk, we lean on our own understanding. We're holding on to things in our lives that we think are secure. We, we think that we, we, if we just hold on to this thing, our understanding, what we know, if we hold on to this, we'll be okay. The problem is, is that we never walk in what God has for us. We're, we're held captive by the things that we're holding on to, which is our understanding. You see, our understanding falls short time and time again because we don't know everything. Our understanding doesn't know the future. Our understanding, we've never lived today. Do you know this is the first day we've lived this moment? And so how can we have an understanding of what we do or what we shouldn't do or the path we need to take if all I know is from my past, but I've never lived here? I've never been here before. Have you? Have you lived this day before? No, you haven't. 
And so God says, I, I don't want you to trust in your understanding, holding on to this understanding, but I want you to let go of your understanding as you know it and put your faith, your trust in me. In my unchanging nature, in my reliability, in my understanding, in, in my strength, in my power, I want you to trust in me with all your heart. You see, I think this, this all your heart is, is emphasized because actually we can't do it 50%. I don't think we can trust God 50% of our heart because it's like walking. If I'm following God on a path, I have, I can't go in two directions at the same time, can I? I either am trusting God and going His way or I'm doing, I'm leaning on my understanding and going a different way because God's way is always different than our way. Can I just say that? God's way, His plans are always different than our plans. If I lean on my understanding, if I hold on to the, the, the sofa of my understanding and I don't let go and just lead, uh, let my life be led by His voice, I will never go the direction God calls me to go. We're promised that anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. We see this in Romans 10, 11. Do you know what? God just says this morning, trust me with your heart, I won't put you to shame. It's my promise to you. If you just let go of your understanding of what you're holding on to, what you think is wise, and put your trust in me, I won't put you to shame in that process. And so we have in this, this first verse, in all your ways, sorry, with all your heart. But the next one, it says, in all your ways. I want you to say, all my ways. All my ways. In all my ways. It says this. It says, in all my ways. So in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Submit or yielding is, is something that I think is a challenge for us at moments in our life because in order to submit, we have to give way to the will of another. Right? If you're going to submit to me, you're going to, you're going to surrender your will to my will. Now, in this passage, we're saying, in all your ways, submit. It's bringing my will unto the will of the Father. So the first kind of understanding of it is submitting, surrendering our will to the will of the Lord. Secondly, though, it's bringing God into the center of every decision or plan that we make. You know, for each one of us, we face life decisions on a daily basis even that aren't necessarily right or wrong. Can I just say that? Some things in Scripture are black and white. Don't do this. Do this. Don't touch this. Touch this. You know, respond this way. Don't res Those things are very clear in Scripture. But then there's a whole realm of things that decisions that we make that are not necessarily right or wrong. Their difference is, is good or God's best. As example, where you live, the job you take, the, the, the relationships you have. You know, we do have guidelines for some of these things, but not all these things are absolutely in scripture for my life. Do I know which house to buy? Or where I should get my job. I got three job opportunities. Which one should I take? Do I know in scripture which job I should take? No, I don't. And so in these moments, God said, I want you to submit to me in all your ways. Submit to me and I'll make your path straight. What does it mean to make your path straight? It means to, for God to direct us on the right path. You see, life is filled with choices that have different paths. And there's always a consequence or an outcome to every decision that we make. So as an example, you take one job, 
you had two job opportunities, you make a decision to take that job instead of that job, you know, there's an outcome that plays out. There's a path that you're now on. Now, that might be God's best for you, or it might be your best for you, which is not God's best. And I've discovered in life, especially the big decisions, that often my ways, what I think logically in my understanding, when I really pray about it, there's many times that God has led to a different path that doesn't seem as reasonable or as wise even in our eyes. You see, God knows what the outcome of those little decisions or big decisions are. He, he knows where that path will lead in the long run. Sometimes we chase after a, a job or a position and we think we'll be happy at the end of it, but God knows what's at the end of that path. And so you take that job because it has more money, but you're not going to be at home or you're going to be working 25 hours uh, a week kind of thing. You're, you're going to be, that's not a lot, is it? <laughs> a day. You're going to be working part time. Woo! I want that kind of a job. No, you will be, there might be a cost to that road that you don't see at this point. And so what is the encouragement is that God has a plan for you. He has a, he has a direction that he has for your life, but you need to invite him into the center of it. You see, when we make decision, decisions, even on the car that we buy or, or the, the very basic things, it says in all your ways. What does it mean all? All is pretty all encompassing, isn't it? It's, it's every aspect of, of life, of how we're living. And we're saying, God, what is your will here? What is, what is your thoughts? What are your, what are your plans right now? Because God knows the path that's in front of you. Often, I think we come to that question of life, Lord, what is your will? What is your will? You know what? Can I encourage you, church, to invite God into the center of your decisions? Before you make that decision, thinking, well, that's not really a churchy thing. That's not really a spiritual decision. I tell you what, every decision has a, has a consequence. And I invite you to, or encourage you to invite God into this, in the center of all your ways. Saying, God, what are your thoughts here on this? I, I, I believe that when God is, is in the center, we can't go wrong. This perfect plan is the promises that He will make our path straight. He will lead us in this correct direction. You know, again, I, I, I shared last week, I don't believe our life is to be lived learning only from mistakes. And many of us in this room, we've made plenty of mistakes, me included. There's things I wish I could redo and do it differently. I can't. And so I've learned from those mistakes. And there's some learning because I was pig-headed often in those moments. I, I was stubborn in those moments. Even though other people were advising me, believers were advising me differently. I was, I was so strong in my opinion. I, I, I went and I made a mistake. And, and I've had to kind of come back and learn from that. However, not all of our learning process needs to be from mistake. If God is brought into the center of our decisions, it doesn't need to be through mistakes that we find our way. Can I just encourage you with that? It doesn't mean that we learn our way because we find out the 101 ways not to do life. How much better and how much more efficient with our time if we just stay on the right path the whole time? Can you just imagine how efficient and how uh, productive your life would be if you just daily did what God asked you to do that day. 
and daily you made the decisions that were in accordance to his will, how much ground could you take in the plan he has for your life if you just did daily what he asked you to do and you stayed on the path that he had for us? It's because we divert. We take these these uh, little paths that lead to nowhere. We, we take all these cul-de-sac turns that we go into this. Oh, that's a dead end. No, oh, we get back. We get on the path for a little bit. No, oh, we take a left here and we veer off the path. And then we wonder why nothing makes sense anymore. And we go back to where we, oh yeah, that was a mistake. Won't do that again. Oh, made that same mistake twice. Oh, made this mistake three times. I'm going around the mountain. That's not a good thing. I need to keep going forward. What I've discovered is people, believers, that live a life completely surrendered to the Lord, accomplish far more than people that feel they need to take control of their life. What's the difference between someone who's seen people come to faith and, and, and just seen exploits in the kingdom? Those people tend to be the people who've invited God in all their ways. And so thus God is able to see, is able to do so much more through their lives because they're not just chasing the wrong path. They're not going down the wrong paths, but they're fulfilling God's purposes. The challenge this morning is to hear His voice. Acknowledge Him. Let Him direct your steps. If you're making a decision right now, can I encourage you right in, the, in this moment to invite God into that decision? He wants to be part of all the decisions that we make. Submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Lastly, we have in the last verse we're encouraged to, to be humble. Although it doesn't say this directly, it implies it. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Sometimes I think we, we can come, uh, we can have deep inside a, a thought process that we know it all. And especially I think the longer we walk with God, I think there can be a dependency upon our wisdom. We, we know certain things. And God encourages us, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you've got it all together. That doesn't matter how many years you walked with me. Don't think of yourself as wise in your own eyes. But we need to take on that role of humility, understanding that He is still God. His ways are still higher. His thoughts are still higher. And it says to fear Him, this reverence that, that God is still the one in control. We're encouraged to let God be Lord over our lives and not live for our old nature. The promise comes in this passage, there'll be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. God will give you life. Do you know what? This is an amazing promise. This whole passage is an amazing promise. Not only will God make our path straight, knowing His, His will for our lives, but He actually He wants to give you health and life. You know, when God looks at your life, he, he isn't wanting you just to struggle and barely get by for the rest of your days. That is not His intention for you. His intention for you is that you would have health and life. But often it's because of our own stubbornness, our thinking that we're wise in our own eyes, doing the things that we think are best for ourselves, and all the while harming ourselves. We are self-harming. If we make decisions based upon our understanding, we self-harm. Spiritually speaking, that is. Because we think we know best, and we don't. I shared this, I think last week or maybe the week before. Again, a young child growing, especially to the two-year-old process, suddenly they think they know best. 
how to feed themselves, how to do everything themselves, how to get dressed themselves. They want to do it their way. And sometimes as a parent, you look, you think, no, that's not how you do it. But there's a stubbornness that kind of comes in this human nature, this old nature that we have. This is, no, it's my way. Even though it might hurt us, we want to do it our ways. You know what? God wants us to make wise decisions that lead to our good. This morning, we, we come with all sorts of different backgrounds in this, this space this morning. But I can tell you what, every single one of us are on a journey. Every single one of us are, are on a path. And each one of us has a decision as to what we do with our lives. You know, no one can walk your journey, even as a husband and wife. We are on, yes, we're journeying together, but we each have to make still our own decisions for how we live our part of our life. And no one can make the decisions for you. And so the word goes out to everyone this morning to trust in him. To bring him into the center of your decisions. To acknowledge him in all your ways. And to walk humbly before the Lord. And let him be God in your life. That there will be health and life for you. Our response to this this morning is is really simple in two ways. Can we let go of what we're holding on to? Because it can't be both ways. You can't live for life yourself, your, what, your understanding, what you want, and trust in Him with all your heart. You, you can't do it. That's why I've shared in the past, there's not two types of Christians. You're either fully following Jesus or you're not. You're not partway a disciple. You're either following Jesus or you're not. In the same way, you can't trust God with a little bit of your heart. You need to trust him with all your heart or don't trust him at all. Because in essence, by trusting him a part of your life, you're not trusting him at all. If we think through it in its fullness, how can we? And so the encouragement is trust him. I, I, I want to put you to the test. or I want, I want you to put this to the test. It's just... Even today saying, okay, even though I've been walking on the fence a bit on this, I'm going to make a decision to let go of what I hold on to and trust him. I want to make this decision to do that. And can I encourage you to this? Don't let go of this decision until you see God fail you. Till you're confident God has let you down, failed you completely, that he's forgotten about. Okay, then at that point, whatever I've said, you can throw out the window. But I want you... To trust God. See if God doesn't do more than you could dare to dream or imagine in your life. If you just let go of what you're holding on to. Your understanding. Your way of thinking. Secondly, is submitting all your ways to Him. So some of you say, yeah, but I trust God. Okay, but are we submitting all of our ways to Him? Or only some of the decisions that we think are spiritual? I want to encourage you, if you are, again, in the process of making different life decisions... Bring God into that. God, is this your will? Is this your thoughts? Is this your heart? I, I, when God says yes, when God says this is the way, do you know what? It'll always be for our good. Because He knows what the end is. This morning, I want your hearts to be encouraged that God is for you. His thoughts are for you. You know, we, we've looked in Scripture in the past where 
you know, before one of our days came about, he already had them planned out. He, he knows your life and why you're here on this planet right now in history. He knows it all. When he thought of you before the creation of the world, he knows the thoughts he has for you and the good works he's prepared in advance for your life. But he wants us to let go and hold on to him. And it doesn't happen by chance. It happens by a decision that we make. And it can happen again this morning. Thank you, God. I say yes to you. And I choose to put my trust in you. And I'm going to bring you into all of these things that I'm wrestling with in my mind. I'm going to bring you into the center of it. And I'm going to ask for your will to be done. And I'm going to say yes to you and no to what I necessarily think. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Center Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.